Because I can tell you stories, but when you see a picture, it's a whole other, right? Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Come on, Jesus. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on, nor what Iran is doing or what they're trying to kill the president or any other thing. Are y'all there? Do I need, did y'all not read that in that verse? Because that's what's implied. Don't be worried about it. Have faith in God. Come on, let's read it again. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry. Does your Bible say don't worry? See, back in the what, 60s, 70s, that song, Don't Worry, Be Happy? We've forgotten that song. I know it was a worldly song, but the, the, the re- reality is, don't worry, be happy in Jesus. Don't worry about it. So it's not happening the way you thought it would happen. Don't worry about it. Have faith in God. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink. Nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Verse 26, look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Verse 29, and yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Come on, church. Why are we so full of worry? I'm telling you, you watch your news and all of a sudden fear grips your heart. You watch and this happens and that happens. You pick your paper up and, and you read what the local people said about the, the issue and what we got to vote on this and that. And you start worrying. The elections are coming at the end of the year and you're already worried about it. You're worried about this and you're worried about that and you're worried, worried. And that's all we tend to do is worry. And Jesus told us, don't be worried about it. I got it. Don't be worried about it. I got it. I got it. So you want to start a business. Don't worry. I got that. Sometimes we just need somebody to look at us. Remember when daddy would look at you and go, don't worry about it. I got it. Mama would look at you. Don't worry about it, baby. Go back to sleep. I got it. Ain't nothing going to get you. Ain't no boogeyman in, under your bed or in your closet going to get you because I'm going to whip his hiney if he does. Y'all remember? What happened to you? Peace. And you just went to sleep. Why? Because somebody said, I got it. Listen to me. God said, I got it. I got it. I just need you to take your little hand off of it. Let me have it. Stop worrying about it. So your son, your daughter, this, that, the other. If you had time, you would worry, wart me, till I, till I just couldn't do anything else telling me your problem. And I'm going to tell you the same thing, and I'm going to tell you right now. Stop worrying about it. Let God have it. Everybody just seems to have problems after problems. You can't agree with me right now. Just You just be quiet. Everybody has problems. And they all want to tell us their problems. Because you think if you tell me your problem, all of a sudden it's going to be better. There's one you need to tell your problem to. His name is Jesus, and it will be better. See, we used to sing that old song, just a little talk with Jesus. Got a little, make you a little, get you going a little bit. Y'all remember that song? Well, 
And you get a little, mm. You ever been washing them dishes? And you're having a bad day, mm. And a little, mm, wells up inside of you, mm. And you get a little, mm, about you, mm. Mm-hmm. You don't need no headphones. You got the joy of the Lord. Where's it coming from? It's welling up inside of me. Mm-hmm. You get, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. I feel better. Mm-hmm. So you got to dig down deep. So much better. You got to go up with it. Mm-hmm. And you just stop right there for a minute. And you walk over and you put the dishes up. You turn back around since I laid mm, my burdens. See why people just don't get it. You got to get a little mm, moving across. Hallelujah. You got to mm, yeah, come out from down in here since I laid mm, my burdens. And all of a sudden, somebody comes scooting down the hallway. What you into now, mama? Let me tell you about it. Because I know him. as Jesus. 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 He's also my Savior, Savior, Savior. See, y'all know what I'm talking about. See? Sometimes it's got to just well up inside of you. Because that worry is still looking at you. It's real. Sure is. What the doctor told you, it's real. But it ain't met my Jesus yet. Because sometimes you just got to roll it off of you. You got to roll it off of you. And you got to come over here. And you got to get a little in your step. You got to get over here and you got to dig down deep into that well of revival that's inside of you. And you got to remember your Jesus told you, stop worrying. Are y'all here tonight? You got to let it out of you. And in order to let it out of you means you got to open that mouth. See, we like to talk about all the things that ain't going right. Sometimes you need to open your mouth and talk about what is going right. His name is Jesus. <laughs> How y'all doing? Because see, what I'm looking at in this room is a whole lot of hopelessness. And I'm telling you right now, let it go. You got to let it go. Because see, I work with pastors. A lot of them make less than 50 cents a day. They can't even buy your little Coca-Cola. They don't know what a Dr. Pepper is. If you gave them a tablet, they wouldn't know how to operate it, a bunch of them. I gave some of my bishops a tablet one year, a couple of years ago, and I sat there and watched them weep. I watched them back in Judah. When, when were we there? February. I watched them weep over a watch, a four dollar watch, weeping. And one brother says, "I've been praying for five years for a watch." And how many of you got laying around that don't even work anymore? So you just go buy another one. And you walk through the store and you spend and you worried about other stuff. And there's people right now, they worried about where their next meal's coming from. But Jesus told them the same thing. Don't worry about it. I got you. I got you. And I'm telling you right now, he, he, I got you. So you've been feeling a pain down in here, have you? And the enemy done lied to you. You done got your phone out and got all worked up trying to figure out what it is. 
Because you, when you show up to the doctor, you know more than he does before you ever even tell it. Because look, that's what I think it is. It's this right here, and I'm dying. Well, go ahead and die. But why, why don't we just stop all that mess and just tell it? Jesus got that too. And guess what? Pain, when you showed up, I don't want you. I don't want you now. I didn't want you then. You'd be gone right now in the name of Jesus. Are you here, church? Come on, let it rise up inside of you. Let the glory of the Lord rise among us. Come on, we got to let the presence of the King rise among us. Let it rise. Is that what you're going to do? Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to dig down deep and get in the Holy Ghost where the Bible tells me to build myself up in my most holy faith by praying in the Holy Ghost. The first thing I'm going to do is not call my pastor. First thing I'm going to do is go tell my father about it. Who's waiting on me. Going to tell me what to do. And if I need wisdom, what am I going to do? I'm going to ask according to James, right? Go to James chapter 1 real quick. Jesus. Now I want to encourage you, you up in here. And you got a physical Bible and you don't know where the book of James is. I want you to know something. There was a time when nobody in this room knew what the book of James was. Don't you be ashamed. Everybody in this room had to learn. Did you hear me? So you don't know all these scriptures. It's okay. You're going to learn. Don't be ashamed. Because you don't know yet. It's okay. It's called growth. Are you here, church? Come on. James chapter 1. What's it say? Verse 1. James, a bondservant of... God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. Greetings. Verse 2. My brethren, count it. <clears throat> yeah, we don't like this one. Count it what? When what happens? Oh, brother, you just don't know what I'm going through. Well, that sure don't look like you counting it joy. Sound like you counting it grief. Sound like you counting a whole lot of murmuring and complaining is what it looks like to me. What are we supposed to be doing? Let the joy of the Lord. Somewhere in there you gotta you gotta go find that song. I give myself away. I give myself away. So you can use me. You got to pause right there. You got to think about it a minute. And then you got to tell it because my life is not my own. To you, I belong. I give myself. I give myself away to you. Because you got to look at that problem and you tell that problem, guess what? You can't touch this. <laughs> Why? Because I don't belong to you. I belong to him. Because it tells me right here, count it all joy. When I fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. The trial is not there to kick you. The trial is to produce faith that's coming through endurance and patience. Let it have its work. Do not get offended at God when the trial comes your way. Have faith. What's the trial for? To show your faith. To prove it. Are you there, church? 
You want to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might? Sometimes you've got to use faith. And faith only starts when you can't handle it anymore. Because as long as you can handle it, it's not faith. It's you working. As long as your pocketbook can handle it, you don't have to have faith about God in, in providing for it. But when your pocketbook runs out, are you there, church? See, what you don't know is my son standing up here telling you how God has provided, but you don't know how I've taught him to give his whole life. How I've taught my children for years that right now go into your room at the beginning of this year, go into your room and pray and get a number from God. And this is the number. What you're believing God to give you so you can give to somebody else. Not so you can keep it, but so you can give and be a blessing to somebody. That's the way I teach my children. And then they stand up and tell you what God has done because they learned how to give. They learned how to be a vessel. They learned how to... Are you following me? Because see, trials are coming, but you got to have faith. you got to have faith, man. I'm looking at stuff right now. It is way beyond me. I don't have that kind of money nor access to that kind of money except in Jesus. And I'm looking at it going, okay, God, you're going to have to handle this because I don't have that. But you know what? I got my God and through my God, I shall do valiantly. It's he that will tread down my enemy. Because see, we've got to keep reading right here. Verse 4. But let patience have its perfect work so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in where did it all start? In the trial. Improving your faith. And lacking in nothing all came about the trial and proving your faith. Do you all see that? But if you get in a bind, a bind what are you going to do? Verse 5. If any of you lacks... See, we like to quote this verse, but take the context of the verse. What's, what are you lacking wisdom in? How to deal with the trial. Do you all see this? The context is you're in a trial. There is a testing. You're trying to count it joy. You're trying to walk in faith. You're trying to persevere and grow in patience. You're trying to do it, but you're not really sure how to go about doing it. And he says, if you don't know, ask of wisdom. How many of us, if I were to ask you, how many of us in trials and situations? And then if I asked you, how many of us telling that we, God's got you? And then if I asked you, how many of you is asking God for wisdom on how to handle the situation? We would probably still, here we go, but look, let's finish reading. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to. That's all of us in this room. He is not a respecter. He's, he will give it to whoever asks. What are you asking for? How do I handle up on this? Right? Now, here's the problem. Who gives to all liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. Here's where the problem starts. You asked for it. Here comes your answer, verse 6. But let him ask in faith with no doubt. For he who doubts is what? Like the wave of a sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord, for he is double-minded man, unstable in all of his, how many of his ways? But you know what our problem is? Is we ask God for the wisdom, but when the answer comes, we don't want to do what God just told us to do. Because 99% of the time, it goes against your human way of thinking. Did you hear what I just told you? So you want to start a business. So you want to do this. So you want to do that. Ask God for the wisdom. He's got a plan. 
But you've got to do it according to the plan of God. So when you ask for wisdom and the answer is coming, you've got to be obedient to what you heard. But in America, we are notorious for running from prophet to prophet to try to get a different word because we didn't like the last one. Everybody's wanting a word for 2020. And everybody's tying it to vision. Right? But you didn't operate in 2017 and 2018. And the word for 2019, why you want a new word for 2020 when you hadn't operated in what the last one was? You think it's changed? Until you walk in obedience to the last thing God told you, don't be looking for something new. Are you there, church? See, we find ourselves in situations, we find ourselves in predicaments, and we're wanting God to deliver us, and He can and He will, but you got to be obedient to what He's telling you to do. So you don't understand where I come from. Well, you don't understand where I'm coming from either. Because I'm telling you, I got people every month looking to me. I got teachers I got to pay. I got pastors that need help. I've got school. I've got all these things that are looking to me. I don't have it. But my father does. You don't know. Look, the, the land I just showed you is just one country in one place. Do you realize there's orphanages all over that need help? That I have pastors all over that are needing help and assistance? I'm telling you, in Pakistan, most 99% of the people I get to preach to are indentured servants. They're slaves. But you don't want to hear those stories. You don't want to hear that you can take less than what you spent on Christmas and buy a whole family out of slavery. You don't want to hear that you can take a thousand U.S. dollars and put it into a crusade and roughly 500 people will get born again. You don't want to hear you can take 20,000 U.S. dollars and go do a crusade and 20,000 Muslims are going to hear the gospel and over 15,000 will get born again. What we spend on our vehicles, what we spend on our pleasures, church, I'm just telling you, the reality is people are dying and going to hell and they need help. We got to be the gospel. We got to be the gospel. Because it's not about driving the newest. We are blessed. Somebody, look, there is a vehicle out in that parking lot. My son and I were in Lafayette, Louisiana just a few weeks ago delivering stuff to give to the poor through a church. We had a whole truckload of stuff that we drove down three and a half hours to go deliver. We got in the vehicle to drive back. The phone is ringing. When I get in the truck, we answer the phone. My son, where are you, Judah? He's here somewhere. He must have stepped out. He, he, this, we answer the phone. There's a man on the phone says, are you in town yet? I said, no, I'm in Lafayette, but I'm driving back right now. He said, I need you to come to a car dealership. Because my family and I just bought your family a vehicle. This just happened. We got it out in the parking lot right now. So 2018 had 39,000 miles on it. It's used. Hey, it's used. But hey, it's a blessing to us. Because look, here's the thing. And listen to me. I am in no way trying to tell you. But what I am trying to tell you is the same God that provides for me is your provider. How faith in God. Let your faith grow. Let it come on. But see, again, what you don't know are the vehicles that my wife and I have bought and given away. 
All you're hearing is the positive side of what's happened. What you don't know is our lifestyle of giving, of how we take a third of our income and gave it away last year. But you don't want to hear that. What you want to hear is the blessings of God. But in order to get in the blessings of God, you've got to walk in obedience to what God told you. Are you there, church? And you say, well, I, don't, I can't afford to give like that. No, but you can make something and give it away. You like to work with your hands and you're a woodworker. Make stuff and give it away. Make stuff and go do a trade show and, and take the money you made and give it to the poor. You like to cook? Go make a pie and give it to somebody. Some of you mamas are really good pie makers. And some of us like pie. And I'm going to suck my gut in as I say it. We like cookies. Y'all make really good cookies. We like them. You can bless somebody. I'm, I'm joking, but hear me. Do you know how much you can influence somebody's day? Just by a little bit of something. A little bit of something that costs you just a little bit. It means a lot to somebody else. Sometimes it saves people's lives. Sometimes people are dealing with suicide and just your act of kindness saved their life. You will never know. You will never know the influence you're having in people's lives when you walk in obedience to God until on that day. Understand me. Sometimes God says things to you and it don't make sense. Walk in obedience. You don't have to understand it here. It's got to make sense to God. Do what God called you to do. Would you please stand on your feet tonight, church? Because see, we need a word from heaven. Many of us here, many of us here, just when I started, and I'm, I'm telling my brother right here what God has shown me. Some of you are going, God, show him and tell me what. You don't need me to tell you. You know how to hear from God. And as we, as we finish here, I want, to, I want to encourage you real quick. Some of you, I just heard you ask me, well, how do you know, how do you hear from God? How do you hear, Brother Jason? How, are you, how do you, let me tell you right, let me help you real quick. It's an inner knowing. Very rarely in my life, maybe once, maybe twice, have I ever heard an audible voice. Okay? Most of the time, it's an inward leading. Okay? It's an inward knowing. I hear inside of me. I'm hearing Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Make sure it lines up with the Word of God. If it's from God, it will line up with the Word of God. If it's not of God, it will not line up with the Word of God. Do not follow it if it's not lining up. I don't care who told you, thus saith God. If it doesn't line up with the Word of God, do not follow it. You there, church? Okay, because listen, I understand. I'm looking around this room, and I see all kinds of situations and people that need a word from God. I'm not going to touch you. This is what I want you to do. Right where you are. I just want you to ask heaven. Give me ears to hear what you're telling me. And I need to hear from you. I need direction. I need need revelation. See, we have become so accustomed in the country we live in that somebody has to lay hands on you and tell you a word for you to receive direction. No, all that should do is confirm what God is already telling you. Okay? He confirms it through His Word. He confirms it through other people. But He needs to confirm what He's already telling you. Are you here, church? Don't you act on just because somebody told you. It better line up with what you're already knowing and feeling from God. Pastors, it's true. 
The word that's coming from someone needs to line up with what God is already telling. Or His word that He's already shown you. Okay? This is what I want you to do right there where you are. You've got these dreams that we talked about this morning. I just wanted you to ask. Say, Holy Spirit, speak to my heart. Come on, it's really that easy. Holy Spirit, speak to my heart. Got young people that's in universities trying to decide what to do and which direction. Come on, Holy Spirit, speak to me. Mamas and daddies, you're trying to figure out, Holy Spirit, speak to me. You're trying to figure out your finances thing. Look, you're here and you've gotten yourself, you've made bad choices and decisions and you've got yourself in a financial bind. God can deliver you, but you can't go back and get in the same situation. Okay? So God, give us wisdom. Insight. Revelation. We receive it tonight. very serious right now God is going to speak to you starting even now even before now but through the night some of you are going to have dreams you're going to have somebody's going to come up to you and tell you something let it line up with what God's telling you and move on the word of the Lord okay let wisdom be released in this house There's so much I don't know what to do. I feel it in this room. I don't know what to do. Come on. The Holy Ghost knows. Receive. I'm telling you right now, I I am very serious right now. Because it matters. Lives are being altered. Direction is is happening. Because in his heart, a man plans his course, but the Lord determines the steps. Let the Lord determine your steps. This morning we talked about dreams and things are rising up inside of you. Come on, it's God that will have to bring it to pass. But what you've got to do is you've got to take faith in that trial, in that situation and walk it out. Come on, let it rise up in you and let wisdom be your guide. You're here. And like my sister asked earlier, I believe in God's going to give me a, a plan for business in a restaurant. You're here and you're believing God to give you a plan in business. You've been wanting to do something or you've been trying to do something. And it's just been, it's been a struggle. Come on, I want you to lift your hands to heaven right where you are. And let's receive the plan of God. Let the prophetic utterances of the voice of God be over your heart right now. Direction, insight, revelation. The power of the Holy Ghost directing you. You've been desiring to do ministry things and don't know where to step. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. What is it you're needing God to give you revelation on? Speak it out to Him. Speak it out to Him. God, I need revelation. I need insight. I need revelation. I need wisdom. God, I'm I'm waiting on you to speak to me and I will move in what you tell me. I will be obedient in what you tell me to do. I will not stand on the sideline anymore. I will step out in faith and I will do what you are telling me to do.
I count the cost and I'm willing to do it for the glory of God. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Come on, just let the Holy Ghost move on you. I'm telling you, God is in this place. And He is imparting even now. I believe that in these meetings, God is imparting into nations, into hearts. Desires, things to be fulfilled in the days to come. And also remembering and bringing to remembrance things that God put there years ago. Stirring it up inside of us. And we are listening to the voice of God. As you begin your fast, as you begin fasting in this church and you're fasting and seeking God, receive the revelation that you're asking God for. Come on, we receive it. Receive the word of the Lord. Courage. Steal. Let it rise up inside of you. Come on, I'm going to agree with you right now. Those of you in this place, you've been wanting to be a witness for Jesus. And I'm challenging you with these Bibles right here. But you're hearing and you say, man, every time I'm out there and I, 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 I even struggle telling somebody Jesus loves them. I just want you to lift your hand to heaven. And we're going to ask God for boldness to come on you. Let the word of the Lord fill your mouth. The power of God be released through you. Let the Spirit of God fill your mouth as you go forth and you declare the word of the Lord, the righteousness of God, the peace of God, the salvation of the Lord to fill your mouth and courage to rise up in you. Let the zeal of God to consume you to fulfill what God has called you to do. Purposes of God are being revealed. I'm hearing I keep hearing that somebody's somebody's in this place you're wanting to step out but because of you stepped in the past and it didn't happen the way you thought it would happen there's shame tied to that let it go this is a new day a new time let that shame fall off of you right now and the purposes of God be released Shame fall off of us now. Regrets fall off of us now.